Welcome in, everybody. This is the South Lot Football Guys podcast. I am the host, Evan Newberger. Here with me, as always, is Robbie Larson. No Adam this week. The man is abroad. He's living it up in Italy, uh, having the time of his life. But he's got his picks in for us here. So don't worry, you're not missing uh, any of the expertise. We're going to go through the entire uh, week two slate of games for you here in just a bit. But first, want to take you through what happened in week one. Some of the highs, some of the lows. Um, Robbie, you know, we, we had an interesting start. And, um, you know, I know for me, I had a tough time with the lock. Uh, I locked up the uh, over 48 on that uh, Falcons-Eagles game. And, and the Falcons were, were just an absolute disaster. And uh, so not, not the way we wanted to start. Uh, but fortunately, you know, at least Adam was able to hit a lock uh, with Broncos minus three. But, uh, Robbie, you also felt a little bit unfortunate, especially with some Fitzmagic injury, but you had the team money line. Yeah, yeah uh, even with Fitzmagic's, well, Fitztragic's injury, um, you know, Henneke, he was, he, was, uh, he came in and was, he was okay. Um, they, they had a shot at it, but uh, in the end, Chargers were... Just the better team that day. Um, so, um, you know, I can blame it on uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick going down, but I, I'm gonna, I'm not going to. It's uh, Chargers were, they were good. Yeah. Well, I feel that there. You know, it was, uh, that was a tough game. I mean, could have been, could have been a lot different uh, if, if it's Magic doesn't get hurt. But I, I still think uh, that game kind of went as expected. Like that, that team defense really stepped up. They kept the game close and, uh, you know, team had a chance to win it there at the end. So, um, all right, guys, uh, let's uh, let's get into some of our surprises from week one. Um, I know for me, my surprise was the Atlanta Falcons, um, particularly Matt Ryan and that offense. Um, just an absolute tragedy out there. I I need to vent for a second. I I. Uh, Oh, you need I to. put my need I put to. my money where my mouth was uh, this last week and lost lost a good chunk of change because the Falcons couldn't cover an alternate under, um, even with the Eagles putting up thirty four points in that game. Uh, very alternate o- over or mm-hmm. alternate under or yeah alternate over. Sorry, yeah. See now I'm just so mad that I can't even remember <laughs> what the hell I just did. Could just yeah. Matt Ryan just makes you not think straight, and it, it's clear to me now after watching one game that. Uh, Matt Ryan is basically like a worse version of what we've seen of Drew Brees the last few seasons with the Saints. Um, The good news is is Drew Brees retired, but we still got at least one more year of Matt Ryan here, and I'm I'm putting my stamp on it. This is a fade. This is a fade the Falcons, basically every chance you get. Um, Matt Ryan is a shell of himself at this point. He's got no business being on an NFL field. He's got happy feet back there. Um, not getting the ball out of his hands quick enough, not evading the rush, crumbling any time the pocket deteriorates. They could not move the ball one bit. Um, that O-line is terrible. Just just an absolute shit show. Um, yeah, I was infuriated, infuriated uh, with, with what I saw. Uh, and so, but now we know. And, you know, I just needed to vent. I think that's partially the reason why this segment is in here is just so I could yell about the Falcons. But we know now, guys. We know that, you know, the Falcons are trash and Matt Ryan in particular is trash. And, uh, you know, it, it took everything, 
it took everything in my power not to like find some like DM I could send him or something because I was I was I blew a gasket. That's all, that's all I'll say. There was a lot of money on the table, and he couldn't get more than six points, and it was a personal attack on my character. But I, I've I've rambled on long enough yeah, now, Rob. You can see the that, vein. That was a that was a yeah. yeah. It's popping right now. Yeah. Why don't Why don't you get to your uh, surprise? You know what? No. You You know what? You You got a reason to that. That Falcon seems just look pathetic, and uh, I I think you. Say all, but um, you know, you you have been right in the past. You you called like rivers being done before either of us here um, realized it, um, and definitely uh, mentioned Drew Brees too. So I I full on board with you saying that Ryan's done. I'm I'm with you there. Um, yeah, he didn't look great at all, but um, you know, my surprise. Uh, I'll do a more positive surprise. It was Joe Burrow. Um, I, I was kind of expecting maybe a little hesitancy coming back from that ACL, but, uh, you know, he, he, he played really well. Uh, he was making some good throws. Um, he found Jamar Chase on a nice wide open deep ball. And, uh, you, you know, the Bengals, they got a good QB that, over there. Um, that, that offense is going to be fun to watch. That I think this Bengals team is going to be in a lot of shootouts this year. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think they're going to, keep competitive with a lot of teams just like they were last year just hanging in games and uh keeping it competitive so i liked what i saw out of joe we uh so we were in california this last weekend for the bears game me and adam and we sat next to a vikings fan who at a bar who was watching that game intently and just to watch joe burrow drain the life from that man (laughs) over more than four quarters because it went to overtime uh it was a sight to see um and uh, you know it's good because Joe Burrow is a promising young quarterback, and I I was uh, I completely agree with you. I was impressed. Pretty much everything out of camp was negative about the Bengals team, including the health of uh, Joe Burrow's knee and, and the confidence he had in it. But uh, he looked just fine out there. Um, so yeah, I mean, looks like all things are go with Joe Burrow, and that's exciting because I think the uh, the NFL could use a good Cincinnati team, a good you know, like young up-and-coming quarterback like Joe Burrow. I think a lot of people want to get behind him. Um, and I think he could be a, like a rating star if uh, if uh, if he can kind of show out here and, and uh, let the talent shine through. So very glad that uh, that he was able to get the win this last week, plus uh, beat, beat the rival Vikings. So at least everybody in that NFC North can be 0-1 now. But yeah. uh but yeah, yeah, completely agree. That was a surprise to me as well that he played as well as he did. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, before we get into it, um, we just want to give a shout out to our sponsor here. It's uh, StopMommy.com. Uh, if you guys need a website uh, set up uh, for any sort of purpose, you know, you can go. That's what we did for the South Lot Football guys. We hit up StopMommy.com. Uh, much better than GoDaddy.com in terms of prices. Just, you know, way superior. Uh, so definitely just recommend StopMommy.com. But they've got lots of different website uh, themes that they can set you up with. Personalized help desk. Uh, you know, if you have any questions, there's somebody there. Um, so talk to a mommy professional today and uh, get your website set up with StopMommy.com. Yeah, they won't, they won't stop to make sure until you're happy. <laughs> I love the customer service over there. It's it's phenomenal. All right, um, let's let's get into the week two action here. 
we've got uh, our first game on the slate is the uh, New York Giants are heading into Washington to take on the football team, where the team are three-point favorites, even with uh, Taylor Heineke starting at quarterback. Um, the over/under in this game is set at forty and a half. Uh, we'll start with Adam's pick. Adam is saying team. No surprise there. Adam's been a long-time supporter of the team. He likes what Ron Rivera is doing there with that defense. Uh, I'm going team as well. Um, you know, the team, even with its magic going down, we touched on it a little bit earlier, they still fought hard. That defense looks great. Um, you know, they just kind of ran into a, a tough uh, opponent and some tough luck last Sunday. But I really like them minus three this week. I think that line is is down a little bit just because of that Fitzmagic injury. I think if he was playing, you'd see it closer to five and a half or maybe even six. Um, I, I don't think this Giants team can hang with the team, especially... Uh, again, we kind of talked about this last week with the Giants in a poor matchup against the great D-line with the Broncos. Well, they pretty much got the NFC carbon copy of that Broncos team uh, this week with the team. And uh, I think they're going to struggle even more, especially now because they're on the road. I love the team this week, minus three. And, uh, you know, Adam loved it so much that he decided to make it his lock of the week. So uh, definitely, definitely am on board with that. Big, big fan of the team this week. I think this is something I'll personally have some cash on. Uh, Robbie, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I like the team too. Um, I mean, yeah, definitely hurts for them with Fitzpatrick going down. But uh, at the same time, I, I, I think they're going to be just fine. Um, the Giants are a team that I'm more concerned about. They're, uh, um, you know, defense, um, it's not as good as I would have liked this see coming in i know that they've been having a pretty sneaky uh, good defense uh, at least at the end of last year but um, i didn't see a whole lot of improvement there in this offense it just seems like just some sort of scrambled mess right now uh, especially with saquon still having that uh recovery uh, lingering over him uh this this giants team is not one on one side with at the moment i'm, I'm gonna take the team with the points uh, that that over under I will say is forty and a half. That's low, but I would be tempted to go the under. But I I, I probably won't. But uh, what what do you think? Would low high? Um, I think if it's I were to lean fair. one way, I would say under. But that's a terrifying prospect considering I can't hit it over under to save my life. Um, so especially uh, actually what what I was thinking. Of, about why I'm actually staying away from this over-under because I think the under should hit, but I could see some turnovers, especially on the Giants' side, yeah. and then just giving the other team some really good field position and getting a quick score. So that's that's the reason why I'm just going to stay off that. Yeah, I mean, that team defense, they know how to go for the ball. They like to turn the ball over. It's that Ron Rivera mindset. He got his, uh, his start under Lovey, so... Um, yeah, I mean, turnovers are key with that defense, and uh, nobody likes uh, turnovers more than Danny Dimes, especially when he's putting the ball on the ground. So, uh, yeah, I would expect at least a couple uh, mishaps from Danny Dimes in this one. All right, so after being all on the team, our next game is a divisional matchup between the New Orleans Saints and the Carolina Panthers. Uh, this game's being played in Charlotte. Uh, where the Panthers are three-and-a-half-point home underdogs, uh, despite a strong showing against the Jets last week. The over-under in this one set at 44-and-a-half. Robbie, why don't you start us off here? 
Yeah, you, we, we saw last week the, the Saints, I, I think to everybody's surprise here, um, absolutely controlled the Packers. And uh, to be fair there, uh, Rodgers did not look good really in that game. Um, he he kind of wasn't really making those passes that you normally see him make. He seemed very sloppy, almost as sloppy as his hairstyle. Um, but uh, Saints still played a good defensive game. Uh, they also didn't need a whole lot of what uh, passing yards either, even though James Winston had five touchdowns in that game. Uh, they were just able to run the ball all over that Green Bay defense um, and to very eff- effectively, too. Um, Kamara was just looking real good, real smooth. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd have to say, you know, I'm – Sounds like I'm talking up the Saints a lot, but, um, you know, I think this Panthers team could be a little competitive for the Saints, um, even though they just whooped down the Packers. Um, I, I think that might have been partially weird game in a neutral field like Jacksonville. Maybe it just caught the Packers off guard altogether. They weren't ready to go. I don't know, but, um, you know, I'm... I'm going to side with the Panthers here. I'm going to take the points with the home team. I, I think they could bring the Saints down to earth a little bit. Um, that, that Panthers defense looks like it's pretty solid right now. Um, and uh, I, I don't think Sam Darnold is that much of a uh, – uh, he, he's, not, he's not that bad of a QB as people like to pin him out to be. I, I think he's just fine right now. But um, um, I, I, I like the Panthers in this one. Uh, looking at it, I, I think Adam's got a little different opinion. He's, he's siding with the Saints. Um, I think it's just because he likes Nola, right? (laughs) He is a big Nola guy. Uh, But I got to side with him here. I like the Saints as well. Um, Yeah, I I will admit that Darnold gets a bad rap. And, uh, you know, he played pretty well uh, last week. I mean, they were able to do what they needed to do uh, against the Jets at home. Um, I mean, maybe you'd like to see it be a little bit more convincing. But uh, at the same time, maybe that's not how Ja Rule kind of likes to play the game. Um, could be kind of a, a coach kind of game script, make the game ugly, uh, protect the ball sort of thing uh, with uh, how they're trying to scheme their offense. But, yeah, they definitely didn't uh, exactly put the Jets away, uh, which is what you would have liked to have seen from a good team at home. And that's kind of partially, I mean, the other reason uh, being that the Saints just looked so good last weekend. Um, so, yeah, I mean, while the Panthers did what they had to do, they got the win. Left a little bit to be desired, uh, at least for me. And the Saints, I mean, arguably, uh, you know, one of the biggest overachievers uh, of the first weekend. Uh, the team that uh, surprised the most, even though they didn't make our surprise segment, uh, definitely surprised the way that they just dominated the Packers. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride uh, ride the heels off that. I know these division games tend to be pretty close. Um, and so I totally understand where you're coming from with taking kind of the home side and the points here. But uh, maybe maybe the Saints got something worked out. Maybe Sean Payton, you know, he's finally got a quarterback that can throw the ball 30 yards again, and uh, it's opening up the field for him. So we'll see. But I'm, I'm going to ride the uh, the hot team with the Saints for now. Yeah, I think all of us here and all of us that are not here too uh, are not super confident in this game and probably not betting it. It's that true with you too yeah um you know i might i might throw the saints in i i'm 
I'm bad with the teasers, guys. I got it real bad. Uh, I might I might do an eight point tease. I tend to do one of those every week, uh, and so I might tease that down to like plus four and a half Saints. That looks pretty juicy to me. Uh, but I think the straight up option is I would lean Saints, but I'm not sure that I would play it. Get to decide on that. Could could do it. Could not. We'll see. Saints plus four and a half one doesn't seem like a bad play at all. No. Those teasers never do, though. They never seem like a bad idea until they are. Oh, yeah, they absolutely. <laughs> there's always just one, just until, one of those. That until just, Matt Ryan puts up six points at home. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. We're, we're past it. Um, okay, next game up. It is the Houston Texans taking on the Cleveland Browns. Browns are 12.5-point favorites at home in this one with the over-under set at 48. Um you know, Texans, Texans money line guys. They they beat the Jags last week. Why not we the Browns? Keep it rolling. Just keep it rolling. No, um, I'm I'm fading the Texans here. I feel like I know what that roster is, and I think uh, I think they got a taste of a rookie quarterback last week that is still trying to figure things out. But they go up against a real team this week, and I think even with that twelve and a half point spread, I'm feeling pretty confident in the Browns here. Uh, I, I think that they will no doubt win this game, um, and I don't I don't see them having an issue covering that twelve and a half. I I don't think the Texans are going to be able to get more than seventeen in this game, and uh, yeah, Browns. I, I expect some turnovers. I expect some short fields. I think I think they'll get in the thirties here. Um, I'm just going to stay away from the over under just because I think there's a chance the Texans. You know, like I said, could get up to 17 or so if they take care of the ball. Uh, but there's also a chance they put up, like, six. Um, and it could it could screw it over over here. So, uh, staying away that. But I do like the Browns, even with that huge spread, minus 12 and a half. Uh, Adam also on the Browns. But, uh, Robbie, what are your thoughts? Yeah, Adam's feeling confident about the Browns, too. Um, I, I feel good about the Browns. Maybe not as confident as you guys, just because... Well, this one just does seem like a big number, but um, I'm on the Brown side. Uh, I agree with you. I think Texans maybe um, um, seem like they've got maybe more veteran presence uh, that they are just ready to go for that week one game as opposed to um, that that Jaguars team that had rookie quarterback, rookie head coach, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of young guys there. So I... I hindsight's 2020 but uh yeah i guess it makes sense that texans were able to pull out to an early lead and be able to hold it here but yeah i I think this browns team is really good and you know that was a brutal way to lose to the chiefs last week they're they're playing them very well uh and that um botched a punt uh what, what was it bad snap that just led to the good field position for the Chiefs, and they, of course they capitalize it. I yep. mean, that, the, Chiefs the Chiefs will capitalize yeah. off that one. Yep. But um, I, I think the Browns are going to be coming into this one hungry. They're going to be back home. They're coming up against an easy opponent, and I don't think they're going to relent, relent on them. And actually, I'm going to be confident in this. I've Ooh. talked myself into this. We're, we're all feeling pretty good about the Browns, like the Browns. right here. Um, Brownies. Yeah, we're... We're just a bunch of brownies here. All right. All on the Browns, all feeling pretty confident about it. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but uh, let's let's take a look at our next game here. Uh, we've got uh, another AFC North 
team here, but this time they come into the windy city of Chicago to take on our beloved Bears, who are somehow two-and-a-half-point favorites despite the 20-point loss that they had on Sunday night. And, uh, yeah, not happy about that one either. Um, but uh, we'll keep things positive. Anyway, Bears are two-and-a-half points favorites, over-under in this one, 44-and-a-half. Um, I'm taking Bears. This might just be blind love, though. I don't want to spend too much time on this because I feel like I just <laughs> – this might just be complete – BS. One thing I will say is the Bears moved the ball better than I thought they would on offense. Um, and so that surprises that surprised me. That gives me some hope for this Bengals uh, game. The other thing that gives me some hope is, you know, for a good portion of that game, the Bears were in it. Uh, they were only a touchdown back. Um, and I consider the Rams to be a top five team in the NFL. So, to play a team close in prime time on the road for three quarters, I'm not going to completely shred them. Now, here's the bad news. Uh, apparently, um, the Bears don't have a safety, or if they maybe maybe he was just called in sick. I'm I'm not sure. Um, that's supposed to be where Eddie Jackson plays, and uh, he decided not to show up last Sunday. In fact, he hasn't really shown up since he got his big contract. Um, so maybe maybe Joe Burrow is just going to take the top off this Bears D just like um, just like uh, Stafford did last week. Um, I, I I'm not saying I think the Bears have a little bit better luck at home here. I like a minus two and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that about Eddie because well actually if you weren't I, I was going to say something but uh, somebody needed to. he 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 definitely seems like. Um, I kind of kind of noticed it a little bit last year, but I wasn't sure if it was just a down year. But after watching this game, and he had just a bunch of blown, blown coverages, blown tackles, just a lot. He was just bad, and I almost start to thinking maybe he's just good with an elite core around him, and then he he's able to be a ball hawk, and that's how he gets all his picks. And you know maybe he's not as good as that paid he got paid to be. So. Um, man, this Bears defense, um, I, they just showed that they're, they're old. They're old. They're, they're a little slow. They're a little tough getting pressure on the quarterback. Um, so I, I think this Bears team, and you said it too, I think that Bears offense is looking a lot better than what I saw, especially David Montgomery. He looked like a whole different guy this year. Um, he just came out, he had like, a little attitude going into it. Um, a continuation from the end of last year. They were running the ball. Yeah, well yeah. So, so that's good to see. Yeah, the, I, I think, the honestly, I, I think the Bears' offense um, is might slowly eclipse what their defense is, which is not normal Bears. But, you know, I don't think either these Bengals or Bears teams are, are any of your, your, your parents' Bengals or Bears teams. You know, they're different teams. Uh, this Bengals team's offense is, you know, I said it earlier, um, talking about Joe Burrow, they're looking really strong. And, you know, this 44-and-a-half, this seems way too low for me. I think this is going to go way over that. Uh, I think this is both sides are going to be able to move the ball and uh, be able to put up points. And so I'm going to make this one my lock. Damn, uh, all right. So I, I love this one here. I'm also going to take the Bengals' money line. I think they've got just as good a shot as winning this game as the Bears do. Um, so 
I'll, I'll take the, the plus money and uh, roll with them. But this over, um, I, I really like this one. Yeah, I like the call with the over. Um, I mean, it's like I said last week on the pod. Um, there's a chance this Bears defense is bottom third in the NFL uh, and maybe even worse. Yeah, their, you're right. You, their secondary was a concern coming be, in, and it showed itself week one. Yep. Yeah, I didn't want to believe it, I guess. But, yeah, this this game this past Sunday night, it just showed everything. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Um, yeah, the, another bad showing by the Bears, though, and, like, it's going to it's be... It's Fields time. It's Fields time, and it's extreme hot seat time for Nagy, like, mm-hmm. already. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, the Bears are probably two bad losses from a complete rebuild, which is, for this Bears fan, fun, because I'm ready for it. But uh, All right, this is the Bears pod, though. We'll, we'll move on. Um, next game up, guys, we've got the Raiders taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. Uh, Steelers are five-and-a-half-point favorites after uh, a pretty surprising uh, upset week one over the Buffalo Bills. Uh, not a lot of people gave them a chance, but uh, that Steelers defense stood on its head. Uh, Over-under in this one is 47. You know, the Raiders, not to be outdone either, though, with how they performed uh, Monday night at home, uh, mind you, but uh, another team, I think a lot of people didn't give much of a chance to win that game, except for you, Robbie. Uh, and... Um, yeah, um, so kind of a couple teams with good surprises in week one, trying to ride some of that good energy. Um, for me, I, I don't really have a great feel on this game. I think I need to see another week out of both of these teams to see if what was happening in week one was fluky. Um, one thing I do like in this game is the under at 47. I think that Steelers defense is no joke. That's one thing I do believe in, and... Um, I think ideally, like the, how the Raiders would like to play is, you know, a lot of just ground and pound and uh, kind of not exactly like a chunk play team. So I like the under there, but, you know, we know my track record with over-unders. Uh, but staying off the uh, the spread for the most part, I, th- I think if I had to lean one way, I would go Raiders in the points. Uh, but for me, the play in this game is the under. Uh, Robbie, what are your thoughts? You know, you know, I, I, I could absolutely see the under in this one. Um, you know, that, that's a good call. I'm, I'm thinking about that one actually. Okay. Um, I might, I might end up just talking myself into it after um, whenever I talk about. But uh, yeah, um, you, you said jumping on the Raiders. We all, I, I know we all had um, the Ravens uh, going it into this from last week's pod, but this was before the Gus. Edwards ACL and also the Marcus Peters ACL um, injuries uh, which is absolutely that's that's a huge one for the Ravens and what you were referencing is um, Monday once I saw Jimmy Smith was also going to be out I'm like oh wow the Raiders might stay in this so I I just I hit that Raiders plus three and a half hard um, but uh, took the L on our podcast uh uh, records, which is okay, but uh, you, you know, um, I I thought the Raiders they played okay. Um, I thought they did enough to keep in the game. I think they're going to have a tough time against the Steelers team. Uh, Derek Carr he was missing a lot of throws, uh, especially he had Waller like wide open quite a few times, and Waller 
tried to make some athletic grab out of it, but it was just hitting his fingertips and not able to do it. Um, I, I know this Raiders, they've, they've got good t- team chemistry altogether, but uh, kind of last year noticed that if they weren't in a game or if they weren't able to compete in a game, that they would just get blown out. And I think this might be a situation with this. Steelers have looked pretty good against Buffalo. Um, that defense especially is looking good. Um, Big Ben's kind of starting to look like his old self a little bit. That, that offense is starting to go. N- Najee Harris, once he um, started to actually decide to hit the holes and stop thinking about it too much, he was, <laughs> yeah. uh, he, he was pretty good. Uh, he'll be fine for the rest of the year. So on that note, Robbie, sorry to interrupt. What was your evaluation of that? Because I thought that I was trying to decide the, kind of the same thing. Was Najee being hesitant or was that O-line struggling? What was your interpretation of that? I thought it was Najee being hesitant. Okay. I thought he was just thinking too much about it instead of just trusting his instincts and just going. You kind of saw it towards the end, but, um, yeah. Uh, you know what? I might join you on this under here. You know, that I, I think I, I could see it. 47 seems like a lot of points for – I don't see the Raiders putting up a whole lot on the Steelers team, and I don't think the Steelers will need to put up a whole lot against the Raiders in order – to win this game so i'll side with the steelers and i will will take the under okay uh for reference guys adam on the raiders uh not exactly a confident pick so um he's definitely not uh standing and planting his flag on this raiders team by any means but uh, for what it is worth, he's liking the Raiders and the points in this one as well. Did you mention he was with the Bengals on the one before? I was wondering if I we mentioned that. That might have been I a pot error, user error on our part. Yeah. But he's on the Bengals. <laughs> uh, we just just wish we had a sub here. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, next game up, guys, we've got another pretty fun one. Uh, Rams heading into Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Uh, Colts are four-point underdogs at home. And the over/under in this one is forty-seven and a half. Uh, Robbie, what are your thoughts on this uh, this matchup? We just saw the Colts at home against a different NFC West opponent, and which, in my opinion, I think the Rams are better than the Seahawks. Um, and the Seahawks were able to find some um, deep ball shots to Tyler Lockett to able to break through that secondary. And I think the Rams could easily do the same. You know, they've got a great uh court receivers um they're they're able to move the ball offensively pretty well um while while the colts you know you know they might struggle a little bit um carson wentz not not really uh too great if you ask me well that that court wide receivers too is also uh pretty uh pretty mediocre if you ask me um but i i really like the brands that uh, minus four right here. I, I'll I'll take them on that one. Um, looking at this, uh, Adam also likes the rant siding with the Rams. He's not confident in it, but he lo- he does like the over in this one. Um, what what do you got in this game, Ev? Yeah, I uh, so I was thinking about this. I like the over as well. I think both these teams capable of putting up some points. Um, furthermore, the Rams defense didn't exactly impress me. Um, with uh, the way that they played the Bears on uh, Sunday night, so there might be some opportunities for the Colts to get on the board here at home. But really, I think the Rams are going to be one of those teams that's just going to... I think people are going to realize that they're going to be kind of like Chiefs light, and they're going to be a team that you can count on to, to get you about 28 a game. Um, and and I like that 
this year. And so I think I think the Rams can get the 28, and uh, I think the Colts can get the 20. And so with that, that gives me an over on the 47.5. So I, I like the over on this one as well, so I see Adams on it. So we got two of us on the over. In terms of the game, I, I like the Rams minus four. Um, you know, I, I did watch a little bit of uh, that Colts-Seahawks game. Uh, and from what I saw, just kind of looked like a little bit of happy feet out of Wentz in the pocket. Uh, really wasn't stepping into throws and, and getting himself set um, to make good, accurate throws. I thought, you know, he, he missed uh, quite a few receivers on the day just, you know, due to poor mechanics. And uh, kind of talked about it a little bit last week, though, but that's it seems like that's kind of been the issue ever since the knee injury. So um, we'll see. At any rate, though, um, yeah, I, I like the Rams minus four here. Feeling pretty confident about that, and uh, I like the over. All right, next game up, we've got the 49ers taking on the Eagles. Uh, 49ers coming off that win in Detroit. They've got another long road trip here as they head out to the Eastern Time Zone to take on the uh, Eagles in Philadelphia. Eagles are three and a half point underdogs after that uh, resounding. Uh, ass whooping that they put on the Falcons um, in Atlanta. Over under in this one forty nine and a half. Um, we'll start with Adam. Adam's got a confident pick here. He's got two of these called out. He really likes the 49ers uh, minus the three and a half on the road here, and uh, he's liking the under in this one. Um, for me, you know, I I would lean. I lean Eagles here at home. Uh, I expect this to be a tight game in the long road trip, especially off uh, two weeks back-to-back on the road. Niners got a little bit banged up, had some injuries in that last game as well. Um, Wasn't exactly thrilled with the way that they uh, let the Lions back in that game either. Um, So uh, for me, I I like the Eagles here plus the 3.5 at home, Uh, but... I'm not confident enough to bet on this game personally. Um, I don't really have a good feel for that spread or the over-under. Robbie, uh, any different take on your end? Um, you know, I don't think we, I don't think we talked really about this 49ers Lions game this past week, did we? I don't, I don't really think we did. No, um, not much. In which I also thinking about it, did we we talk about our podcast parlay at all? I th- no, we talked about the locks, but. I, I was going to cover it on the back end, but if you want to... Back end? Yeah. Okay, we can wait on if you're going to come back to it on the back end. But that diner... Well, one of our picks, obviously, was the 49ers minus 7.5, and, and it was looking lock, locked and loaded like by the end of the first half, and it was kept going, and then became a game I wasn't really paying attention much to until it's just like a minute left, and all of a sudden, just like that, the, <laughs> the Lions somehow get within eight points it was I, I couldn't believe it and then all of a sudden they're driving and they're almost about to tie the game off yeah, oh my are yeah. we gonna lose this one but luckily uh, they weren't able to do it in classic lions fashion so we're safe it was fine our eliminator was safe that was a 20 point game for at the least longest half, time. half the game longest half time. the game yeah it, that was just unreal it was two quick scores like within the last minute I, I couldn't believe it. I haven't seen anything like that. Yeah, um, bad kittle fumble. Yeah, yeah, bad kittle fumble. Um, yeah, that was uh, crazy. But um, I, I got, got 
maybe got me a little scared about this Niners defense. Um, if they were able to let the Lions get back into it, maybe there are just um, some mental lapses there. But I, I think this Eagles team in general is a little undervalued. I know in the offseason there's a lot of question marks on Hurts, but I think he's been fine in, in his starts. And I, I think having that extra mobility in him, um, it definitely helps out that offense as a whole. And this defense for the Eagles is looking looking better you know they're they're not as beat up as they were last year so I I definitely do think this is a better Eagles team and maybe this might be a team that uh, you start to um, get some early value in but I'm not so sure I'm ready to actually throw money on the Eagles in this one I almost for me yes saw what they did against the Falcons but at the end of the day it is the Falcons um, I need to see them. I think this is going to be a, a good litmus test. Show me what you can do against at home against a team that I believe is above average. Um, and you know we'll see how they look. Um, if they come out and they win this game or they keep it close, I'll I'll believe in the Eagles and I'll think that they can be a competitive team that can uh, you know challenge to be five hundred and probably you know compete for a wild card spot, but. Um, I gotta see it against a non-Falcons team. The, the Falcons have no credibility. I'm not. We're we have to cover the Falcons one more time when it gets time to that Falcons Bucks game. But that'll be the last time I talk about it. I hate the Falcons. Um, <laughs> you got one more chance to talk about them. Just one more. Just, just one, one more. more. All right. Um, next game up, we've got the Buffalo Bills taking on the Miami Dolphins in South Beach, and the Dolphins are three-and-a-half-point underdogs at home uh, despite a good win on the road last week in Foxborough, where the, uh, and the Bills, contrarily, had a tough home loss uh, to that Steelers team. So uh, Dolphins, three-and-a-half-point underdogs, uh, and the over-under in this one is 48. So uh, Adam's confident on the Bills' rebound here, uh, and he likes the under in this one. And... Uh, I have to say I, I agree with them. I like the Bills here. I think they rebound. Um, you know, I think in terms of the spread, I, I lean Bills. I think what I'm more confident on is the under in this one, though. Uh, you know, that, that Miami Heat plays a factor, uh, and it's it's tough for uh, – it's, it's just tough for these guys out there to – to keep their breath and, and stay in these games, I think that uh, that has a lot to do with it. Plus, that Bills Bills offense just looks a little shaky week one. Uh, Dolphins offense, we know that they're not ever going to light the world on fire. Uh, and we know that their defense can, can keep teams close. So uh, I like the Dolphins to probably play a pretty similar game to the Steelers and, and keep it close and keep it a defensive game. Uh, so I like the under 48 here for the most part. But, Robbie, what are your thoughts? Yeah, that's sort of how I'm picturing it. I, I definitely love this under to uh, 48. Seems like a lot of points on this one. Um, but I'm going to lean on the Dolphins side. Uh, I'm going to lean with the home team with the points. Um, you know, I, I, I think the Bill, maybe we'll see. Um, I know the, the offense was lighting the world on fire last year, but. Uh, maybe you see teams start to play them a little better this year now that they've got some good film in an off season to the, kind of prepared for this Bills team. Um, but the the Bills defense has looked or has looked 
looked pretty good last game too. Um, along with Dolphins, you know they they're they've got a solid defense, and again, you're, I'm with you in that the Dolphins' offense is not going to light the world on fire, at least not yet. Um, but um, I, I think this is going to stay close. Um, I think it's going to stay low scoring, so I'm going to take Dolphins with the points here. Okay. Uh, next game up, we've got the Broncos taking on the Jaguars. Jaguars are uh, six-point underdogs at home in this one with the over-under set at 45. Um, I like the Jags, actually, here. I think Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer will rebound. I think this uh, six-point spread is a little bit severe, granted, after a pretty brutal loss uh, to the Texans, but... Um, I have to remember Urban's first game in the NFL, uh, Trevor Lawrence's first game in the NFL. A lot of new blood on that Jacksonville team. Uh, but this Broncos team, I mean, they're not exactly uh, a team that's going to light the world on fire with their offense, um, especially after losing one of their key wide receivers uh, in Jerry Judy uh, to that. Uh, I think they deemed it like a high ankle sprain, high ankle but it looked sprain, worse yeah. than that. Um, yeah, look looked terrible at any rate he's not playing in this game but um yeah i just i think it's a little bit of an overreaction to set the jags to all the way a six point uh underdogs in this one especially with the uh the over under at 45 here so vegas is kind of seeing a lower scoring game too uh i like the jags to keep it close inside the six but i'm not feeling them as money line um i I don't know that i'd go that far uh robbie what would you say um, you know, I, I, I'd agree with you in the fact that I do think the Jags will get it right, but I don't think this is the game where they do. I think they got to work out a few kinks. Um, and the Broncos, I think, are more ready for it. I think that this was uh, one I was debating on my lock, actually. I, I love the Broncos minus six here. Um, I think their defense is vastly superior. I know they lost Ronald Darby, which is a little little blow, but I think they're Still a lot better. They're going to give Trevor Lawrence and that offense some struggles. And this offense, even without Jerry Judy, I think looked pr- still pretty good. Um, they've got weapons um, on the outside. They've got uh, Cortland Sutton. They've got Cortland Sutton. They've got Tim Patrick. Yeah. Um, you know, they shot Hamilton. KJ Hamler. Um, you know, who... You know, they'll, they'll be good. Noah Fant, uh, I don't know. Yep, He's yep. probably the biggest one, actually, that benefits from yeah. this Jerry Judy injury, to be honest. Um, but, uh, you know, even Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams out of the backfield, that's a good two-headed monster right there um, because Melvin Gordon still looks like he still had it and it's something to prove. So I think this Broncos team is just going to beat up on this Jags team and um, not look back here. Um, I think Jags still have a little work to do after this week, but... You know, I think eventually they'll they'll get it together. All right. Um, for what it's worth, Adam is uh, confident on the Broncos in this game, and he's like in the over uh, on the forty-five. So me and him uh, differing quite a bit on this game. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. All right. Uh, next game up, we've got divisional matchup in the AFC East. It's the New England Patriots heading into the. Uh, the Meadowlands to take on the New York Jets, where they are five and a half point home dogs with an over under set very low uh, at 42 and a half. And uh, for this one, I, I like the Patriots. Uh, I think they rebound. I wasn't thrilled with what I saw 
out of the Jets in week one against the Panthers team. I think this Patriots team is uh, probably a better defensive unit than uh, the Panthers. And I, I think that they can do enough here, uh, even on the road, uh, to, to cover that five-and-a-half-point spread, even with the young quarterback. Uh, so I, I like the Patriots in this one. Uh, I'm fairly confident in it. Robbie, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I could I could see this one going either way. I think this is a good line, um, but I'm going to side with the Patriots with you. Uh, yeah, the, that, that defense is vastly superior than that uh, Panthers team. Eh, maybe not vastly, but they're, they're definitely a lot better. Um, but uh, um, I... I I'd like to say this Patriots team will be able to move the ball on this Jets defense a little bit. Uh, maybe as good as good as what the Panthers did. Um, man, this this is a low number. I'm thinking maybe going under on this one, but uh, wow, wow, I'm not sure. I, I this is probably just one game that I don't really want to touch with both these rookies starting. Um, it it seems a little too early to really start plunging into these so I, i'm gonna stay off altogether but i'll lean to the patriots here okay all right uh next game up your favorite game to talk about this is the one that was uh all on well I, i'll say it it's Thanks. it's uh thank you evans evans favorite falcons uh, going on going to tampa bay to face brady and the bucks uh home the spread for this is 12.5 points for the Bucks, and the over-under is 52. Um, I'll just start it off. Um, you know, I think we've heard all we want to hear from, about the Falcons today. Um, I'm on the Buccaneers' side. Uh, I, I, I do think that they could just run away with this. Um, I, I'm probably not confident to bet this game altogether. Actually, what I probably would bet on is... Um, the under for the Falcons team total. I think that's more of what I'm looking at. Um, I was thinking this might be... What's the number? Um, I, that's something I'd have to look up. Um, I'll look... I mean, if you want to look it up right I'll now, look it that'd, up. Be, I'll look it up. that'd be you cool. But, um, you know, I, th- I think this Bucks team is not going to have any problems against this, this Falcons defense, just like we saw with the Eagles. And, you know, the Bucks they've got firepower at pretty much every position you can imagine on that offense and their defense is also very good and i definitely i'd say it's definitely better than that eagles team so should be giving matt ryan a whole bunch of trouble here um so um you know it this this falcons team they they might struggle to put up the points points on the board uh, i'm a little iffy because uh, maybe this was just one bad week for the falcons and you know, it is a divisional game, so I, I'm going to still lean towards the Buccaneers. I probably won't put anything for what it's worth. It does look like Adams also siding with the Buccaneers in this one. Um, he likes the over, actually, in this. Wow. Uh, so, Robbie, interesting enough, so this will kind of tell you what Vegas is thinking on this game, too. Um, Over-under for the Falcons team total in this game, 19 and a half. 19 and a half? Yeah. Did it this, seems high. Yeah, I mean, I I like it. I like the under. I, I'm, I'm you, get, you can get the under, under at plus one hundred too. Oh, at least on uh, oh, please on on fan kings. every day on fan kings. <laughs> on uh, fan kings. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I like that. Uh, but that's basically telling you that they think uh, they're seeing a 
what would that be, 33-19 to 19 game to get that to 52? That's the implied. I actually got it up right here. I don't know why I didn't look at this sheet I had already. But, yeah, 19.75 implied for Atlanta and 32.25 for Tampa Bay. Yep. Um, yeah, I've just got a tough time believing that the Falcons are going to put up 20-plus points. Yeah, not after not after what they showed against that Eagles team at home. Now they're on the road against the Super Bowl champs uh, with a far better defense. And uh, yeah, there's no chance. There's no chance. There's no chance that they win this game. There's no chance that this game is close. Um, it's just a matter of do the Bucks win by like ten or do they win by twenty? And I like them to win by twenty. I think uh, I saw all I needed to see out of the Bucks in Matt Ryan. Um, I think the Falcons might be kicking themselves for that uh, that Kyle Pitts pick. That or they're just going for that number one pick next year. But uh, definitely need a quarterback, and they don't have one. Uh, so they're stuck with Matt Ryan for now. But, yep. um, yeah, I like the Bucks covering the 12-and-a-half here. Um, is it out of spite? Maybe. Maybe not. Um, that's for we'll you to, see next That's week. for you to decide and judge You know my, my temper on this show. Uh, but, yeah. I like the 12.5. The 52, um, if you're going to take a total in this game, I, I like what Robbie laid out, uh, that Falcons team total. I would take that under. But, um, but yeah, uh, I think – are we good on that game? Uh, we, we covered Adam. Adam's on the Bucks, and Adam likes the over. So over. Yep. All right, we're good there. I, I could see it if, if – Falcons get a little bounce back, and you know, you know, the Bucks will put up points. Falcons can bounce back, then yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, I don't like. Uh, I'm not going to trust the Falcons, so. Yeah, I, I guess, like you said, I don't like the, I don't like them to get to 20. No, I don't like them to get to 20 in that game. So we'll see. All right, next game up, we've got the Minnesota Vikings uh, taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals are four and a half point favorites in this one with the over-under set at 51. That four-and-a-half-point favorite is a good indication that Vegas likes what they saw after that great road win against the Tennessee Titans last week. Um, On the opposite end of the spectrum, you've got a Vikings team that had a disappointing uh, road loss to a team that they were favored to beat. So, um, yeah, for me, I like the Cardinals here minus four-and-a-half. Vikings didn't look great. Uh, they didn't look like they had much of an offensive game plan at all. Uh, Kirk Cousins didn't look really that all that great. Um, you know, it's clear that uh, Thielen and, and Justin Jefferson are going to give teams trouble. So, you know, I, I do think this game could get high scoring, but I think the Cardinals are going to be too much for that Vikings defense in this one, uh, especially on the road. Cardinals will get the back of the home crowd too. Um Give me Cardinals minus four and a half to cover that, and if and if I like a total in this one, I, I think I'm leaning over. Uh, Robbie, what are your thoughts? I would lean over. I I think that totals. Oh, I I forgot. This is my lock of the week. Oh, Cardinals minus four and a half lock of the week. It's a lock. Go ahead, Robbie. Sorry. Um, yeah. Um, I I I like the Cardinals here too. Um, I'm not as confident. Uh, in them as you are um maybe it maybe it's more uh ptsd because i was 
probably the worst at picking the Vikings last year. It just seemed like they would always do the opposite of what they thought they, <laughs> what I thought they were, and they're always kind of a yin yang to me. Um, so I can never quite get them straight. But I mean, I I do think that Cardinals team uh, looks so much better this year. Uh, I think they do have a good shot of being a contender this year. Um, I mean that Chandler Jones five sacks that that's unreal. That yeah. that was a Especially that that Titans O line is isn't that bad, you know. Um, they're they're not great, um, but you know they're 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 usually solid. Um, but yeah, this Cardinals defense is definitely taking a step up this year, and we are already know what Kyler can do. Um, this is going to be a good test because this Vikings offense can put up points. Uh, you know, they've they've got they've got they've got their weapons in Dalvin Cook. They've got. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, um, they're, they're able to do it. So this is going to be a good test for the Cardinals. I, th- I think they could do it, um, but I'm not going to put my money where my mouth is on them quite yet. Okay. Um, for what it's worth, Adam is picking the Vikings here, but he's not particularly confident on it, and he doesn't have an over-under that he's calling out. So this is uh, most likely probably a stay-away game for him as well. So, um yeah, you can choose to trust me with my lock of the week, just like I had such a good lock last week. Um, all right, I swear that's the last time. Okay, uh, next game up, we've got the Cowboys taking on the Chargers in Los Angeles. Chargers are three-point favorites at home with the over-under set at 55 in this one. Um, Robbie, why don't you lead this one off? Ooh, this one... I'm thinking this one might be a fun one. Um, you know, Cowboys, you know, they can put up points. Um, and losing to Marcus Lawrence, uh, that, that that's going to be a big shot to the Cowboys defense right here. Uh, I think the Chargers will be able to put up points. And uh, I, th- I think it could honestly ultimately go either way. I think this is going to be a close game. And um, I, if... I think it's going to be a toss-up on who's going to win. I, I'm going to take the Cowboys, and actually I'm going to take the, the plus money with the money line here. Um, I think they've got a good of shot of winning this game as the Chargers do. Um, I, I think this Cowboys team, you know, they came so close last week to beating the Buccaneers and just upsetting them that I, I think they might come hungry in this one and stick it to the Chargers. Um, but, you know... I thought the Chargers would lose last week against the team, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what that is worth. But uh, looking at it, it looks like Adam's pretty confident in the Cowboys. It looks like he would stick with the Cowboys plus three, um, not money line. But he, and he also likes the under in this one. He thinks that 50 is a high total. total. That is a high total. Um, and that, I guess it is to be said that, that this Chargers defense is it, it's a good Good defense. Um, I know they they lost quite a bit last year, so I, I'm sure they're being a little undervalued right now. But they are they are a good defense. Yeah, for me, this is a coin toss game. Um, I've been flipping back and forth on this one. Uh, no pun intended there. <laughs> and uh, ultimately, where I think I'm landing is this is going to be a stay away game for me. Um, I'm, I would take Cowboys with the points. I think if you're looking for a, a underdog money line play this week, you know you get rid of the juice, um, something plus money, just one team. I think the Cowboys are the play. Um, 
we know that the Chargers aren't historically a great home team, uh, especially since they got to L.A. And uh, you know this Cowboys team looked very impressive against a world-class team uh, on the road last week. And so, in theory, this is a easier matchup for them, but there is something to be said about uh, the injuries that have popped up now for the Cowboys. Uh, obviously, no Michael Gallup. Uh, Robbie mentioned uh, Demarcus Lawrence, so there's some concerns there. Uh, Chargers do have a good defense, but for me, I expect this to be a good game, and I expect this to be a close game. Um, and if it's if you feel like it's going to be a close game till the end, might as well take the Cowboys money line here. Uh, is is how I'm seeing it, but. Uh, for me, probably a stay-away game altogether. All right, next up, we've got the Tennessee Titans taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks are 5.5-point favorites at home in this one uh, with the over-under set at 53.5. Again, Titans, very, very disappointing uh, home performance against the Cardinals. Seahawks got a good road win against the Colts. Uh, Robbie, what do you see happening in this game? I, th- I think the Titans are going to bounce back a little bit here. I'm, I think I'm going to side with them th- with the points. Um, this is going to be a stay-away f- game for me again. Um, I kind of think again, going against the Cardinals last week, they were just a little blindsided. I don't think they expected to get that much pressure on them as much as they did. And that kind of mes- messed with their rhythm. Um, they couldn't really get anything going until late in the game. And I think they're going to be a little better prepared against the Seahawks team and be able to stick with them a little bit. Um, this this Titans team, I've, I've seen them bounce back plenty of times before um, under this regime, and um, I've, I've, got a, I've got a feeling that they're going to be able to stick with the Seahawks team uh, no matter how explosive this Seattle team can be. Um, so, you know, I'll lean with the Titans with the points. Yeah, I'm I'm taking Titans in the points too. This is a stay away game for me though. Um, I expect a good amount of points to be scored here, um, but I, you know the Titans that was just such an oddball performance at home out of a team that I expected a lot more from. A team that I think is probably the third best in the conference um, outside the Bills and the Chiefs. Am I forgetting somebody there? I don't think so. Um. Yeah, I mean they're at least going in the season. Yeah, um, like I, I think they can go toe to toe with any AFC North team, uh, or at least I did think that uh, until we go. So very surprising performance uh, for the Titans last week, as far as I was concerned. Definitely expected a lot more. Um, I'm not writing them off yet, but before I go betting on them again, I want to see that they can put up a good fight on the road here. So uh, I'm. I would lean Titans plus five and a half. I think they're a better team than that. I think they're as good talent-wise as the Seahawks team. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's something I'm going to need to see before I can put my money down. Uh, for what it's worth, I think Adam is in on the Titans as well, but not confident on it and uh, did not call out an over-under in this one. Yeah, I think he's just with us on this. Yep. All right, Sunday Night Football should be a good one. It's the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Ravens. These two teams play each other every year, it seems, uh, ever since Lamar and and Mahomes got into the league. And uh, the Ravens are three-and-a-half-point underdogs at home here with the over-under set at 55. Um, I love the Chiefs in this game. Uh, I like the three-and-a-half number. Um, There's just so many injuries right now with the Ravens. 
it's it's difficult for them to overcome. I mean, Lamar can only do so much, but when you think about what's happening on the offensive side of that ball, I mean, it's it's a one man show. Uh, Lamar has to do it all with the help of uh, you know guys like Sammy Watkins and, and Marquise Brown and uh, Mark Andrews. But I mean, really, Lamar is doing so much on the field for that team to keep them competitive. And we saw, you know. <laughs> It, it wasn't good enough to beat the Raiders on the road, and I don't think they've got what it takes to beat arguably the best team in the NFL, uh, even at home. Um, so Chiefs, even with a three-and-a-half spread, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a two-score game by the time it ends up. I just I think the Ravens, with all the injuries, are going to be a little bit overmatched in this one. But, uh, Robbie, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm with you. I feel very confident in the Chiefs in this one. Yeah, you, you said a lot of what I was thinking. Uh, Ravens defenses getting beat up more than people really suspect and um you know even their offense you know the you know they've got a bunch of new faces at running back right now and it's uh generally not good art didn't uh villanueva go down two for the ravens i i swear i remember that mm-hmm. on monday night uh, which is not a not, not ideal for them but i i see this game going the chiefs are able to um you know get up early and I think they'll be able to keep putting up points and then Ravens you know Lamar Jackson is going to have to start to do make some plays and um, be able to try to claw back into it and I I think the Chiefs are going to just keep trying to extend the lead so I also really like the over in this one I I think this is these are two teams I think this one could end up being a shootout but one that it's more Chiefs shooting out the Ravens here Um, I, I, I think they could run away with this one i mean this is a high number of 55 points but i think both sides could put up enough points no problem what are, what are the implied points here it's uh 29.25 for the chiefs and 25.75 for the ravens so yeah i, I think i think they both could hit that no problem all right uh next game up and final game, uh, Monday Night Football. We got a doozy. It's Ooh. the uh, uh, <laughs> just so shocked by how bad this game is. Uh, the Detroit Lions taking on the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay. Uh, the Packers are coming home after uh, the worst loss that they've had that I can remember uh, in probably the last decade under Aaron Rodgers. I mean, this was a bad loss. Uh, even on the road to the Saints, uh, they just got outplayed in every facet. And, uh, yeah, so they're they're coming home, but they're still 11-point favorites at home. Uh, Over-under in this one set at 48-and-a-half. Uh, Robbie, you had some strong feelings on this one. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I do have some strong feelings. Actually, my first instinct about this game was um, just seeing the way the Lions were able to claw back last um, this past weekend. Um Got me thinking maybe maybe a Lions backdoor cover here um, because, you know, that offense can put up points um, as shown. And this defense is – there's nothing going on with this Lions defense right now, let me tell you that, um, especially losing their uh, new up-and-coming young corner. Um, God, I can't even think of his name right now. Um, but um, – well, I'll get back to you on that one. But um, then I started thinking, you know, I, th- I swear I've seen this hap- this Rodgers picture play out before in that 
he's had just a really bad game, and then the next game he just bounces back and able to put him away. So I actually looked up Aaron Rodgers, how he responded in his career after having a passer rating below 60, um, which for him it has happened um, eight times. Yes, eight times, including this one, this most recent time. So in these previous seven times, um, you know, two of them were in his uh, first year as a full starter, which, um, you know, he didn't necessarily bounce back as well. Um, but if you take those out um, and also take out one where he was uh, ended up getting injured during the game, so he that his passer rating was pretty bad probably because of that, and he wasn't able to bounce back because, you know, he's injured but um you know if you look at those other games um next game packers have won won by double digits each time and rogers has not thrown a pick um after these uh poor performances so i'm i'm expecting the same this time i i'm expecting especially at home for the packers um i'm expecting rogers to get out there um, for the first home game of the year and just absolutely light up a terrible Lions team and just not take the foot off the gas pedal. And I so I, I'm absolutely taking pack with the points. I, I'm going to take the over, too, because I think the Lions can respond a little bit on this Packers defense. I don't think they're that great. And, you know, I might also, we'll see what the line is, but um, play a... Rodgers not throwing a pick, but I could easily see that being like minus 250 or something ridiculous, and it's probably not worth playing, but um, those are the plays I'm looking at, but yeah, I, I definitely like the Packers right here at minus 11. I think they could blow them out. Yeah, I like uh, I like the over in this game too, Robbie. I think, you know, I I think the Packers got 38 in them this game. I think they come back. It's going to be one of those games where Rodgers probably puts up you know, 28 in the first half, and they cruise to another 10 in the second half while kind of slowly pissing away that lead. That was their MO last year. So uh, could could see some of that again. Uh, but I like the Packers here, minus 11. Uh, I just think basically everything you said, um, you know, Rodgers, you know, he knows what the narrative is now. He knows the, the drama that was caused in the offseason. He knows that if the pack struggle the fingers are going to be pointing at him squarely. And so I think he responds in a big way. I think they uh, are able to beat the Lions here. I, I love the double digit, um, even at minus 11. Like you said, you know, he, he responds after bad games like this. So um, I, I do like uh, the Packers there with the spread. I feel confident about that. And I like the over. Um, just for what it's worth, that cornerback you were uh, talking about with the Lions, it's uh, Jeff Okuda. Oh, yep. yep. Yeah, and uh, yeah, torn Achilles there, so his season is done, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, got hurt in that 49ers game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, all all the more reason why the Packers should be able to, to light up this already suspect uh, Lions defense. So yeah, in on the Packers. And uh, yeah, Adam also feeling confident with the Packers. Uh, so we're all in there. All right, so that wraps up the picks. Uh, we'll just do a quick recap of our lead pipe locks. So uh, Adam taking a Thursday night lead pipe lock here. Get him in. T- team minus three, jumping the gun, but uh, you know early bird gets the worm sometimes. Maybe. Uh, so no, I, I like that pick. I think that's a that's a strong lock. I 
would have considered it if, if uh, he didn't already take it from me. So uh, good on him. I think that's a great bet. Um, next, uh, Robbie, you've got Bears, Bengals, over 44.5. Too low. Too low. And then uh, I took Cardinals minus 4.5, not thinking that uh, Vikings didn't impress me much. Uh, I sound like Shania Twain. And uh, <laughs> the, the Cardinals look great in Tennessee. So, um yeah, yeah, I, I think uh, they should be able to put up a lot of points on that Vikings team, and uh, should be a good one. But I think they're just they're gonna be too much and uh, overmatch them. Kirk, don't impress me too much. Don't impress me much. Uh, podcast parlay, Robbie. What are we thinking? Oh well, should we recap what we did last week? So yeah, last absolutely. week um, we had Jaguars minus three. That was an L. That was an um, L. A lot of people had lot, that, though. I think a lot of people had that one. But, hey, we, we had some good hits. We had 49ers minus 7.5, which got scary at the end somehow. Um, <laughs> but it still hit. Yeah. Um, and Broncos minus 3, which that one also was pretty much a lock that all the way lock. through. Um, so, in the end, um, you know, we we did uh, 25 bucks on each of these and then $25 parlay. So hitting two out of the three, usually nets around even. Um, you lose a little bit. Um, so we lost $6.44. Not too bad. Um, I'm, I'm fine hitting two out of threes. Just one of these weeks, we got to hit three out of three, right? Yep. And that's where you cash in the big money. But um, this, this week, we're going with the Bills Dolphins under 48 points. Uh, I think we like both these defenses to keep it close so we just said how much we love the Packers so we're going to do the Packers here and do you want to stick with the Rams here or I, I noticed we're all on the Browns pretty confidently do we do we want to do we want to pivot I'll pivot okay I'll pivot let's, I'm fine with it let's go with uh let's go with some big spreads this week big spreads. We're, we're going with some big spreads we're going to go Browns minus 12 and a half against this Texans team that just um, pulled off their f- first victory, um, and we, th- we think the Browns are going to get their first victory in uh, screaming fashion. Not Halloween yet. Normally though. the only time you see spreads like this is on uh, a Thanksgiving Day table. But, uh, yeah. Those are big spreads. Those are big spreads, and we're taking them. We like them. We're not scared. We'll, we'll eat it all. Yeah. Speaking of the big spreads and the big favorites, uh, Eliminator. So last week... Uh, we gave you the Niners. Uh, that was a good pick. Uh, they held on. It got scary, but it was fine. Uh, this week, another big spread, but you know, don't make it too difficult on yourself. We're thinking the Packers this week minus eleven. Just I don't see I don't see the world in which Aaron Rodgers uh, goes zero and two and loses to this Lions team at home. I'm just I'm not seeing it. No, I'm not seeing it either. I, I think that's a very good play, and I'm just kind of stalling a little time because I'm just thinking of what a parlay of money lines of these strong favorites, say Browns, Buccaneers, and Packers would be because yeah, you probably it'd still probably be uh, the money line. Yeah, if you did a parlay of those three, just the money lines, you just want all of them to win. I'm, I'm just curious on what that would be. So I'm just trying to pull it up right now because, you know, like the stall for time. I, I mean, I'd imagine it'd be pretty... I, I mean, do you see any way either of those three teams lo- lose? Uh, I do not. I, I might be able to... I'll, I'll work on it too here. Well, this is riveting stuff. Yeah, you know, got to do some... I mean, that's what this podcast is all about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're bringing it to the people right now. 
So I'm getting a parlay is minus 167. That's no, not bad. No, you're not on uh, draft duel, right? Tell me that. Tell me this isn't draft duel. You're you're using this information. Oh no, this is clearly fan teams. Okay, okay, all right. Thank goodness. So minus one sixty seven on fan kings, uh, you know, um, I, I think that's a pretty good deal. You might just need to put the house on, like, why not? I don't see any way either of those three teams lose. I I, I don't either. Um, that's those are better odds than I thought that uh, they would be. That's what I was thinking. I was expecting a little worse, but you know, I'll probably take that. Yeah, and I don't know if you want it. If you want to get it to even money, maybe, uh, I don't know, what could you do? If you were thinking, get that to even money, what happens, if you throw the Chiefs in there too, I don't see the Chiefs losing that game. You throw you know the what? Chiefs yeah, in there, I, I'm not, you I'm get not. that to plus 130. So if you do money line parlay, Packers, Chiefs, Bucks, Browns, you get yourself a plus one thirty figure. That's not bad. I like it. I'm I'm gonna do that. Now we're talking. I mean, that's, now we're talking. That's tickling my teaser fancy right there. That's <laughs> that's what I like. Is that gonna replace your teaser? Oh, uh, maybe it should. I, I think it should. Which might I mean, be that's bad a good news one. for everybody that wants to take this bet. Um, but yeah, I, I like that. I I don't think that's a bad play. Yeah, I I don't see either of those four teams losing. There's just the circumstances behind all four of those games would. I I, I just can't even. I can't foresee the outcome. No, I can't either. I didn't foresee six points out of Matt Ryan. And that's how we'll end the show, guys. Uh, Thanks again for uh, listening. Another great week. Uh, Next week, we will be back with you again next Wednesday. Uh, Until then, uh, good luck with this week's games, and we will talk to you then.